This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Thank you for downloading the Ian Lee podcast. Don't forget you can listen to me live every weekday morning from 6 till 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up in the show, a little bit of this. What's your biggest selling points for us? Personality. A fair dash of this. You, my friend, are a bad parent. And just for the hell of it, a load of this. I used to fall asleep and then I used to get the police to want to arrest me for drunk disorder when I'm asleep against the tree. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The show this week might sound a little bit different. I say different, I mean um, not as good. The reason, no, the reason is... Producer Tara has gone away on holiday. Shameful. I didn't give permission for this, but it's happened. So, today we're being produced by none other than Catherine Ball from the News. Hey! Hey! Do you know what you're doing? No. Right, OK, but you're going to... Do I press that? Well, no, don't, no, don't press anything now. I'm t- this, is, this is on-air banter. Am I supposed to be typing? Yeah, do some typing. So what treats have you got in store for us this week, Catherine? Oh, loads. News. Um... um um, talking. Oh, you can stop the typing. Okay. Oh, that's frenetic uh, typing. Okay. Well, I tell you, why, why don't you tell us what what have you sent Justin out on today? Let's let's talk about that. Um, we've sent Justin out to find people who are um, to talk about online dating. Now this was his idea, so it was kind of his idea. Yeah. But what we're going to get him to do isn't really right. What, what have My you... idea is a really good one. Well, what. Uh, what have you contributed to today's show? So far, I've made two cups of coffee. And content-wise? I did write some cues. Okay. Um, you wrote the joke about um, dipping your ink in your, your pen <laughs> in the office ink, didn't you? Yeah, and the warning that the clip that we were about to play was quite poo-heavy. When is Tara back? <laughs> two weeks. OK, well, just to say, you know, that if you go to heart for a week, I won't hate you. You can come back, all right? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I am disgusted. There's been a shuffle this week in terms of the team, and I'll explain it in a bit. But I'm disgusted by the idiocy displayed to me by a member of my team. Kelly Betts has joined me in the studio. Good morning, Kelly Betts. Oh, hi. Now, Kelly Betts is sat here, and apropos of, well, of something quite significant, I have said to her, oh, CND. And you've said, what does CND mean? Yes. You've gone through a variety of um, various different things it could mean, many of them quite offensive, I have to say. Mm. Quite offensive. And you have no idea why I've said CND to you, do you? Can't not die. You can. Uh, you are Capital no dog? You're like one of those people that wears a Ramones T-shirt and doesn't know that the Ramones are a band. They're a band? Someone could have told me. Uh, you you really... soap. You have no idea, do you? What's the ND? No. No. No, no, okay. Are you going to tell me? No, I, I'm tempted not to. Mm. Despite the fact that you are wearing some CND merchandise. What? No, I'm not. I'm not. She really is. Don't tell her. She really is this stupid. I still don't know what that is. You're, well, you're wearing, bizarrely, on your bracelet, the oh, CND right. logo. So I, <laughs> I assumed that because you're wearing the CND logo on Isn't your... Isn't that the peace sign? 
Because you're wearing this... No, it's not. Because you're wearing the CND logo, I kind of assume you were making a political statement by wearing that logo. I'm wearing the peace sign. It's not the peace sign. You know, sign. like John Lennon. No, that's, that's the peace sign, although that's actually victory. Yeah, so, Two fingers. so this is the peace sign. No, no. Jeez. Oh, wait, 459 four, double, five, five, double, five. Could someone call in? You can go now. <laughs> I could, don't want to. Could someone call in and tell Kelly Betts exactly what the CND logo is and what it means? She's wearing it. She hasn't got a clue. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Online dating, it used to be the preserve of weirdos. I'm sure you probably still get a few, but these days you're more likely to get someone who's, well, quite normal, apparently. With so many of us working with unattractive people, where else are you going to meet that special someone? Let's face it, the days when you could go to a nightclub with your mates and fall into a stranger's mouth are long gone. I found someone and uh, we're living together and uh, two years down the line, so uh, I'm all for them. So you're a success story of dating websites? Absolutely. I think they're a good idea for individuals trying to find their uh, you know, perfect partner, so to speak. Now you're off shopping today with your partner, how did you two meet? Uh, believe it or not, online dating. Well, I think I registered on a, on a site and... Um, um, yeah, we just got chatted on the internet, but it's the perfect way to, to meet someone. Well, the next step is finding the right agency. Tonight's panorama looks into the multi-million pound industry and has exposed some pretty shady practices. Well, we all know people don't always use the most accurate selfie. Sometimes they just take a picture of their face, don't they, when they've got quite a big body. Uh, and, and their profile information can lie quite significantly. Well, according to tonight's programme, some agencies create fake profiles in a bid to reel in those looking for love. Who'd have thunk it? We can speak to Justin Dilly. Morning, JD. Hello, Ian. Fake profiles? Uh, never. Would, never. Now, listen, you're a good-looking man. Mm, um, thank you, uh, and you? No, thank you very much indeed. Um, would you ever use online dating? Never. Why? Never, never, never. Because I like to try before I buy. Now, I um, don't... Yeah, 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 I don't know if you yeah. can say that, but no, yes. I think you can. Because Explain. I, I don't even buy clothes online. Because when I walk into a shop, I like to pick up that shirt from the rail. I like to look at it. That, to me, You like to stroke it. You like to, you like yes. to finger that shirt shirt and before you, you slip into it. Exactly. Right. Exactly my point. I'll take it to the dressing room. If we get on, I will then take it to the counter and I'll buy it. I can't do that online so what's going to happen is I'm going to be stuck with somebody who I don't like. I'll be completely honest with you, Ian. On Saturday, a lady asked me out. Now, as a single man, she was an attractive lady, but the personality didn't exactly match. So, I didn't go out with that person. Online dating, yeah. you're going to get an online personality. Yes. And that's completely different to the reality. But, on, but the thing with, with online dating, it's all algorithms, it's all bo- ticking boxes, so that you should, in theory, meet the perfect person. Mm, in theory, yes, but again, the reality, I think, is completely different. Maybe I should try it, I could be proved wrong, but personally, it's not for me. I like to meet somebody, now. I like to get to know them, and then I would take them out. A little light bulb has gone up above all of our heads <laughs> yes. here. We should totally create a Justin Dealey profile. Yeah. On a dating website, and, and let's see what hot totty uh, comes your way. Well, they may look hot online, and you made the point here about selfies. Personally, as you know, Ian, I'm not really a fan of the selfie photograph, so, <laughs> so you could be finding somebody face-to-face who you don't like. <laughs> but for the, I'm laughing hysterically because Justin Dealey's phone is full of the selfies. <laughs> if he wants to take a picture of anything at work, he has to delete some of his selfies <laughs> to free up some memory. That's not the truth, and you You've know You've been talking to people, haven't you, Justin? Mm, I've been trying to find people 
people this morning who have tried online dating. It's been a major struggle. Yes, it's early in the morning, but, but this has been hard work. Here's what people had to say. So you're not a fan of online dating. Can you tell us why? I don't know who I am dating. I don't know their background. I don't know their culture. How can I date someone I don't know? I love seeing, you know, someone physically. When you're pointing at me there, are you saying you'd like to go out with me? Uh, not really. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So you definitely wouldn't give it a try, ever? No, of course. If I feel like I can do it. It's just that it's not, it's not part of me. You know, I, I try to understand who you are before, you know, getting into, you know, knowing you. I like selecting friends. <laughs> yeah. well, listen, for the record, I totally agree with you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. So you haven't tried online dating. Why? Too old. You can be any age for online dating. I oh, know, I oh, know, but not for me. Well, everyone seems to be very much against the idea. Madam, you wouldn't try online dating. I need to ask the question, why wouldn't you try it? I think it's risky because anyone can type anything online and it's been something completely different. But then again, you could find your absolute soulmate online. I know people have, but it's, I suppose it's a risk that you have to take. Do you know any of your friends that have tried online dating? I have one, and they have gotten married to that person. Really? Yeah. So it can work, then? It does work for those who are lucky. So even despite your friend who has found love (laughs) and married somebody online, it still wouldn't be for you? No, not for me. Morning, Jason. How are you today, sir? Fine. Have you ever tried online dating? No. Can you tell me why? I ain't got a laptop. When are you going to get a laptop? Friday. So come Friday, will you be online dating? Yeah. Sell yourself. What's your biggest selling points for us? Personality. Listen, best of luck on Friday. How about we catch up next weekend? You might have your first date, mightn't you? I might, yeah. Best of luck. And you. Well, he might be doing all right there, Justin, that fella. Yeah, exactly. He's getting his laptop, and uh, just for the record, he's about five foot nine, um, wears baggy bottoms, and is a fan of the baseball cap. So, uh, ladies, join the queue. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. It's about two hours ago, a member of my team, Kelly Betts, wandered into my studio, a little bit worse for wear, uh, has done absolutely nothing this morning apart from uh, texting her mates and updating her Facebook status. It's complicated. Um, but she's wearing a bangle uh, that has a logo on it. It's a circle and it's kind of an inverted Y with a line coming out of it. And you didn't know what that stood for, did you? Hiya. And I have told you it stands for the organisation CND, which we all know stands for the Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament. It's just the peace sign. Get over it. And she just sat there and said, seriously, Ian... Why does this stand for CDM? I don't, I don't know what CD... Why is it CDM? Seriously, though, why is it CDM? It's CND. It's, the, it's their logo. It's a logo. It's, it's the peace sign. Everybody knows that, apart from you and CDM. You are so... Uh, young people, this is, this is the problem, dear listener, with Broken Britain. I'm looking at Broken Britain <laughs> now. That's what I'm looking at. Thanks. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, on Wednesday, I saw a story in the paper which really annoyed me. One in four youngsters do not sit down and talk every day over a meal. I was outraged. I'm pretending to be outraged now, but this is what I sound like when I'm really outraged. The more I think about this, the anger I'm getting. Why? 
Surely it's obvious that you want to talk to your kids at mealtime. The fact that it's being flagged up means that some people don't, which means those people are bad parents, which means those people should not have children. Shouldn't be allowed to have them. These are also the same kids, your kids, are the irritating ones that run around in giraffe or run, run around in the, the old Maison Blanc or anywhere because they don't know how to behave. If they haven't got a screen in front of them, they don't know how to behave. Oh, it's okay, they're just five years old. No, make them sit down and eat their meal. That's what you need to do. And if they don't sit down and eat their meal, you as a family pay the bill, you get up and you go out. And you don't come back until you've taught them how to behave in a restaurant. Oh, the the boys are just running around. Where are they? They're over there. We'll go and get them because they're running around near me. Hate it. I hate it. If you do not, and I, I, I say this and I mean this, if you do not sit down, can we get like an expert on this? I'm trying to think. You're not, Catherine Bill, you're not an expert. I am. You're just, you're just a Look lady. You're, you're an expert at this. Do your kids run around in no, restaurants? No, they don't, because they sit at the table at home. And Do when we're in restaurants, people remark on how good they are. But that's quite easy. It takes a bit of work, but that's quite easy well, to do. You just educate them. Yeah, they, you sit there and you, we'll have a chat. It's quite nice to go out to a restaurant. You sit at home with them. Do they, do they watch TV? Or no, the, the, we have the telly off. Do, do they, they have the wireless on. Oh, do they look at phones while no. they're having their supper? No, and nor does my husband. Do they? Although he tries. Fly in front of me. Go away, fly. Do they have TVs in their bedrooms? No, we've only got one telly. You see, this is this is wonderful news to my ears. You know what we do? Yeah. We read books. Oh God, no! What? I'm not those... one of those weird no telly families, yeah. but we do read books. We read books. My little boy would rather. Quite often, he says, "Can we turn the TV off, Daddy, so I can read? You can read me a book." Yeah, fine. I'll have some of that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you let your kids watch TV whilst they're eating, if you don't sit down and talk to them while they're eating every single meal, if you let them run around in restaurants, you, my friend, are a bad parent. Liz Fraser is the author of the Yummy Mummy's Survival Guide. Are you as angry as I am, Liz? (laughs) You know what? As I'm listening to you, I'm becoming more and more wound up about this. Fabulous. Honestly, though, what is wrong with people who have children and don't speak to them? And as somebody just pointed out to me on Twitter, actually, because I've been tweeting about this, listening to children. Listening, Hello? Yep. Why don't people listen to children? Do you know, I always used to do that. When my, when my children were, were smaller than me in height, when you talk to them, bend down a little bit, yep. put your eyes on their level, look at them and talk to them. Yep. I mean, this, this survey is just shocking, and all this. I, I, I did love that, though. Yes. Well, there's, there's no point. There's no point talking to them at meal time because they're eating, so they can't. Oh, there's so many clever what dicks of put. Did you come from, you know? Liz, Liz, if you could just move ever so slightly, because you're breaking up, and I do want to chat to you. But oh, it is, it, it is that, that that so many people have done that line. Oh well, you can't talk. Their mouth is full. Well, what happened? What a restaurant silent? Well, well we go for meals. Meals are, are to enjoy the food and to enjoy the company and the conversation. And you're right. Uh, by sitting with kids and talking to them, they learn how to listen, they learn how to respond, they learn how to carry on the conversation and ask questions after a statement. They learn that what they have done that day is valid and important. Oh, I'm angry. You know, it, just, it just points to a, a complete disregard for children in this country. We have uh, so many people just treat children like like just sort of dirt. There's some sort of vermin that's got in the way. That exactly, just shut up, be quiet, sit down. 
Um, and the thing about confidence, I thought, was really interesting mm. in the survey that said that children who are not spoken to at home and at dinner time, at meal times, are much less confident in the class, confident to raise their hand and make a, make a point, have a point of view. And that's what you're learning when you have a conversation with children, to, uh, to teach them to feel strong enough to have a point of view, to make their point, to be listened to and, and to be disagreed with. That's okay. Um, but, oh, gosh, the damage that is being done. And the dummies, you know, you see people with five-year-old children just yep. shoving dummies in their mouth. It's all to do with that. Be quiet. Go away. You have no place. The new thing, and I was, I was surprised. My brother-in-law does this. I can say this as he's now safely left the country. He's a very intelligent gentleman, but he has two daughters. Uh, what are they? Four and one. Something like that. Four and two. Mm. Uh, and uh, at mealtimes... They shove an iPad in front of them, showing uh, the hoobs or something like that. Well, that's yeah. no good. It is no good. And in fact, we know, to, to bring this actually to a slightly different angle, which is obesity and health and food, we know that if you're busy doing something else, if you're distracted by something else while you're eating, you don't concentrate on the food, you don't concentrate on what you're eating, and you eat much, much more. So that's another whole factor in this. You know, rather than sitting down, chewing your food properly, having a break between mouthfuls, oh. hello, in which point, you know, you could actually have a conversation. Mm. We're just shoving food down their mouths. Yeah, watch, watch telly while you're eating, at which point you're not, you're not concentrating on anything properly. It's, it, it breaks my heart. It's, it really is heartbreaking to me Apparently, how many that, children are being raised this way. Well, and there are parents saying, well, uh, we, haven't got, uh, we haven't got time to sit. You've got 20 minutes. Oh, come 20 on. minutes exactly. to sit down. Even if you're not eating, sit down yeah. with them and watch them eat. Is that nice food? What did you do today? What do you want to do tomorrow? That's all, yeah. that's all it takes. Why have you got kids otherwise? Exactly. And, and, and actually, I, I often don't feel that I have time to sit with them. So in those circumstances, I'll be in the kitchen or whatever, unloading the dishwasher or making tomorrow's packed lunch, but at least talking to them. Mm. Um, it's just no excuse. And sometimes I think we ought to have a license to have children. You know? I mean, sometimes I think you ought to be able to pass a basic, basic humanity test. Do you know what? You're, we're beginning to sound a little bit fascist, but but I, I agree with you. You have to have a license. <laughs> you know I mean, to, no, I have to agree with you. You have to have a license to drive a car. You know, you yeah. should have a license to have kids. If you're so stupid that you can't figure out that sitting down and listening and talking to a child is really important to their health, their mental well-being, then frankly, you shouldn't have one, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll start with a slightly fascist hat on. Yes, <laughs> Liz, listen, it's lovely to talk to you. The line's going again, so I shall let you go, but thank you. Liz Fraser, author of the Yummy Mummy Survival Guide. What do you think? You've got 15 minutes to call in. We heard one mum there speaking to Justin, who thinks it's perfectly acceptable to plonk the two-year-old in front of the CBBS while the two-year-old eats, because they can't talk while they're eating, their mouth is full. Wow. Things like that, and not just that woman, I'm not singling her out, we've had um, lots of comments like that on Facebook. Things like that break my heart. I was going to say maybe once in a while as a treat, I don't even know if I'd do it as a treat, well, maybe once in a blue moon, but I'm not sure I'd even do that. If you plonk your kids in front of the TV or in front of a DVD, or in front of uh, your tablet, and you don't talk to them while they're eating, you are a bad parent. It's as simple as that. You are missing out on the joys of learning about your child and also the joy of educating your child. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got some bad news. Um, one of the show's regular contributors, Justin Dealey, um, has smacked himself in the nut with a post box. 
Is that right, Justin? Yeah, that's right, yes. <laughs> but yes. You're, 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 shoulder, you're shouldering, soldiering on, uh, yeah, despite yeah. everything. You were a little groggy and pale, when you, and you being pale it means mm. there's something re- seriously bad with you. You were very groggy this morning when you came in. And I was dizzy, my head was spinning, yeah. Oh, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? It was a bit, yeah, sorry. So, tell us what happened. Yeah, okay, so last night I was uh, in my flat, and I was downstairs on the ground floor. Um, Yeah, morning to you, lads. So, I was uh, downstairs on the ground floor, and... um, (laughs) 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 Why, Dooley? What have you done, you nutty, Dooley? Why do people do that? See a microphone, way, way. So, there I am, I was on uh, the ground floor of my flat, and I was by the post box, uh, which sticks out from the wall. It, It is quite literally a box in the wall for... All the people who are in that flat, you've all got an individual box. So I dropped something on the floor, I came back up at speed, and I smacked my head right on the corner of the post box, and I split my head open. Sorry if you're having breakfast, guys, but this is real life. And it's literally... (laughs) It's literally not that much of an exaggeration to say he split his head open. No, uh, no. It, it was bleeding for quite some time. I thought I was going to have stitching. Yeah. I was terrified. I thought they're going to have to cut some of my hair out to stitch me. I was in a right panic for about half an hour. I put some salt on there. Uh, the bleeding then stopped. But uh, it's painful. But I can't blow Stop. dry my hair at the moment because it's going to be too painful for Stop. me. Stop. Mm. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Okay. Something has got a hold of me tightly. Moomers, something <laughs> daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? No, I don't <laughs> know the rest of the words. Did you just say you put salt yeah. on your wound? Yes, absolutely. Why on earth would anybody put salt on a head wound? That so, makes no sense at all. Hey, listen, your phone lines will light up right now because that's what you're meant to do. It's an old wives' tale, isn't it? If you get a wound, you put salt in it and it makes it a lot better. I have apparently. never... Right, oh, OK, uh, oh, I, I need help on this. 08459 455 555. Is this true? I have never heard that at all. So you, you, you woke up because you did pass out. Mm. You woke up, realised you were in trouble and you ran to the kitchen to find condiments? Yeah, absolutely. Here's a man here. Sir, can I ask you one quick question? If you have a cut, uh, an open wound, have you ever heard about putting salt on it? Yes. You have, and apparently it works. Uh, it's a good cleaning agent. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> He's there running for his bus. Oh, He's there late for his bus. You've made him late. I, yeah. I, I think we're getting some phone calls on this. Oh, yeah. 08459 I've never heard this. Would you put vinegar on there? I wouldn't put vinegar because that would sting. Yeah, pepper? No, salt because um, I do like salt anyway. So soy I, sauce? I lick my fingers afterwards. No, not soy sauce. Sweet no. chilli sauce? No. <laughs> no. You do like salt. You have, to, you have way too much salt. Mm, lick my fingers afterwards. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. So you put, you put salt on your head, which I find absolutely... Uh, just stay there a second. April's in Luton. Good morning, April. Good morning. Have you ever heard of such a, a, a nonsense, putting salt on a wound? No, I haven't, but I am slightly concerned oh. that he hasn't been to the hospital, has himself checked out for concussion. That's, that, is, that is very true, because he's rambling more than usual, isn't he? Well, he is, and I'd never normally have a concern about Justin Dealey's welfare. Mm. But on this occasion, I would suggest that he did, especially if he was feeling dizzy or if he was physically sick. He passed out, April. No, in that case, he needs to go. Because I know people, I'm not, this is not a joke, I know people who have hit their head and then three days later died. Whoa, this weekend was actually uh, going to be a big programme as well. We've got some uh, big guests on the show this Saturday, so I better... I think you need to go and have yourself checked out. Who's, who's on this Saturday, Just? We've got Andy from Free. And he tells us all the story about uh, how he wrote All Right Now, which, by the sounds of things, I won't be All Right Now by Saturday. We should 
we should probably get in touch with him just to, yeah. you know, <laughs> let him know it may not be happening. She makes yep. a serious... April, you know people who died three yeah, days after bumping their head. That's yeah, incredible. They, they, they fell off something and hit their head on the concrete and then died three days later. Justin, Can listen. Can we stop this conversation no, now? No, this is very, very serious. You passed out, Justin. You, you, you passed out. Yeah, for a second. Sick, you need to go to the hospital. Yep. Ended up outside door number 11. Where am I? I don't live at door number 11. <laughs> and then you, then, you started, then you started pouring salt onto your wound. That's insane. Look, I'll t- tell you what. Stay there for a second. Yep. Madam, good morning. Have you ever heard about putting salt onto a wound? Let me just put, pull this out. Pull this out for a second. Okay. Have you ever heard about putting salt, salt water onto a wound? Would that help? Yes. So you've heard of it as well? Yes. Definitely. Thank you. Ian, where have you been all your life? You just changed that to salt water because you know <laughs> you, you were pouring that stuff, that, that bad stuff, onto your head yeah. directly. And then no, no salt water was involved, dearly. Uh, April, I appreciate your concern. Thank you. And, uh, and I, I understand what you say about not normally being that concerned about Dealey, but, you know, sometimes we have to look after the ones that are less fortunate than ourselves, don't we? Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> April, thank you very much indeed. Dealey, listen. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am free Saturday morning, so, uh, or, so maybe I should just be on standby, just in case. Yeah, OK. You put yourself on standby. Yeah, great okay. concern for your colleague. Oh. And I shall carry on asking parents about watching TV for you. I could do with the extra 45 quid that you get, so... Um... 50, actually. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Network Rail are launching a campaign to try and get people to be less drunk on trains. Hmm. Well, lots of you got in touch with your views on this. Here's my favourite caller. Drunk people on trains. Steve's in Luton. Hello, Steve. Hello. Morning. Morning, Stephen. Morning. Just have a train for, um, well, a carriage for people that have been drinking. Segregate them from the general public so people can be feel safe then, can't they? I have... Uh, I don't think I've ever... Agreed with you before in my life, Steve. But you make <laughs> you make a pretty good point there. A drunk the thing is, it'll be like a party carriage. Yeah, exactly. Get, and the other things I don't like is when you call. You know, there's decent people out there drink. We get we you know people get loud. Decent people. I mean, when you say drunken, it sounds like you're you know we're like you're calling us like scumbags because you get drunk and you and you start you know you know swearing a bit here and there with a few beers. Most of us ain't like that, are we? Not I me. Mean, when you say drunken, it's like a down and out. Well, Steve, Steve, how drunk do you get? Not anymore. I used to. I used to fall asleep, and then I used to get the police trying to arrest me for drunk disorderly when I'm asleep against a tree. So, so that is down... Da- Steve, that is down and out. You've just described down and out. It's not down and out. A drunk, a, a drunk man being... A, What's wrong with that? A drunk man falling asleep against a tree being arrested by the police. That's no, the definition. Yeah, well, to, hold on, hold on, hold on. They tried to arrest me, and I argued the case. You, you beat them up. You beat them up. I beat them up. I've got better things to pay for my council tax than them trying to arrest me for being asleep against a tree. <laughs> I'm quite happy. They disturb me sleep at three o'clock in the morning. Not me, you can't do nothing in this country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were disturbing your peace. Yeah, they were disturbing my peace. I should have arrested them. Citizen, citizens arrest on the police because they're freaking useless. <laughs> Steve, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I never agree with what Steve says, but going back to the, ignoring his last point, going back to the drunken carriage, uh, that's not a bad idea. Get a bit of music playing, get some, get the lights down low. It, um, what is it? Don't come knocking if this this caravan's a rocking. Is, is, is that is that a phrase? What does that? Oh, I just realised what that means. Uh, well, the same for the train. Just have a drunk carriage. Maybe having a little bar in there, <laughs> a disco ball. <laughs> that would work, wouldn't it? 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, JVS is very... I feel like I've admitted failure, admitting uh, I'm getting old and past it. He has increased the font size of the screen that I use to read the headlines from. Welcome to the world of 14. <laughs> is, your, is yours that big? Yeah, I've, I've been on 14 for a long time. Really? I okay. can't read it. Oh, you had it on, a, I think, 11 yes, before. Yes, yes. I mean, only children can read 11. I might go back down to nine. I won't. I, I won't. I've got excellent vision, but it is getting a little bit frosty as I as I uh, gather years under my belt. Really? Yeah, a little bit. You look absolutely wonderful. You are very buff. You are <laughs> Don't very... start again. No, I'm not. Honestly, I'm, it always surprises me because <laughs> I bet as a lad you were like me and I'm, a little bit nerdy, a bit geeky, a bit lonely. Cry a little bit. No. No, let me carry on. You were (laughs) a little bit thin, a bit sickly. You'd cry yourself to sleep at night, wondering when things would turn out (laughs) your way and why your family didn't want to talk to you and stuff Uh, like that. And you're a little bit weedy, but you've really done well for yourself. Thanks very much. You're buff. uh... You're buff. You reckon? Do you go? Do you go and go to the gym? You, do you pull off in there? I've uh, I've not been to the gym no? for the whole of 2013. <laughs> That's so naughty. I paid for the gym yep. for the whole of 2013. Yep. What a waste! I've the, done that. I've done that. The thing is, I know I'm gonna go, so yep. I can't cancel it. Yeah. Because I I am gonna go, but I just want to wait till I get a bit more fat first. There's no fat on you at all, man. Well, I've noticed some of my trousers, they're very tight now around my buttocks. Fashionable. Fashionable to have tight buttocks. But I I like to wait until I get to a stage where I can't actually do the top button up, and then I say, I'm going to go back to the gym. That's your... Do you weigh yourself? Yes. Really? Mm -hmm. I haven't weighed myself since I was 15. You don't need to, do you? There's nothing of you. I know. People say, well, how do you know what, what, how much you weigh? Well, I don't. But I know if I need to do a bit of exercise or eat a bit less because I get a little paunch. And if I get that paunch, then I know that it's time to just hold back on the food for a little bit, maybe a couple of days, go for a little jog or a swim, and then... Uh... You starve yourself. That's a very healthy way of losing weight. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Going back to this thing in the Express, page 14. It's not clever or funny to use foul language on TV, says Jan Etherington, comedy writer. No, me neither. I disagree with Ms Etherington. I think a well... There's... OK. When I was 10, 11, I watched a film starring Gene Wilder and... Uh, who's the gentleman who burnt himself while smoking crack? Richard Pryor, uh, called Stir Crazy. OK. There is a scene in that, I remember it so well, there is a scene in that where they get sentenced to about 300 years each for a crime they didn't commit. It's the funniest scene because Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor spend five minutes going, oh, oh, swearing, using the S word. Oh, keep, and it is the funniest, it's not clever, it's not particularly clever, it's not big, it's very, very funny. A well-timed F-bomb or an S-bomb can be hilarious. Of course, at other times, it's completely inappropriate. I would hate hate it if Alex Winters or Katie from CBeebies suddenly dropped one as they were uh, uh, about to introduce uh, Mr Tumble. Or indeed, if Mr Tumble fell over and let out a a, a loud F-bomb. I would hate it. But, well, actually, no, it would be inappropriate. But there are times when, of course, it's appropriate. 
Put EastEnders on after 10 o'clock. Have the Meffin and Jeffin in the, the Queen Vic. Because when have you ever been in a pub in the East End of London where you've not heard loud, sweary, slightly racist voices? It does, it, it, it's real life. This call to have less swearing on television. You are so wrong, Jan Etherington, and anybody who agrees with her is a fool. We should have more swearing on the television. 08459 455 555. I know you want to agree with me, so call up. Uh, give me a pat on the back for getting it right, but don't swear. Yes, now is one of those times it would be inappropriate. All right, Mr Tumble? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. was lucky enough to interview new Chief Constable for Bedfordshire, Colette Paul. Nicholas called in to uh, give his view on what happened. I think it was a little bit difficult to follow Nicholas's point. Have a listen. Nicholas is in Buckingham. Nicholas, what did you think of Colette Paul? Yes, well, I thought it was um, a very good, very good interview. Very good interview. And obviously with, um, you know, a press officer there as well, just in case there was, uh, you know, questions. But you see... My question is, we need a police force, Ian. We do not need a police service, yeah. which is now what we have got. Yes. There we go. Now, if this was you or I, oh, let's go and attend um, Uncle Norman's wedding, shall we? Oh, yeah, we'll stick a caravan on somebody's bit of land, defecate, break the law, etc., etc. Now, you or I, you, would, you wouldn't even get out your caravan as a member, or a member of the public, but, oh, let's go under this traveller thing, and they know full well what they can get away with. And how long were they were? Were they there a fortnight be- before the police acted on it and, and moved them off? You know, you think of your members of your public, and then you put the people that know what they can do with the law... Because I'm afraid, Ian, at times, the law is an absolute ass. I'm still shocked at the revelation that Uncle Norman's getting married. He never told me. Yeah. Unbelievable (laughs) good on him, the silly old sausage. (laughs) But the thing is, Nicholas, the thing about the the travellers, as as Colette pointed out, they weren't breaking any laws. Yeah. And that's the thing, that the police can only intervene if they're breaking the law. Yeah, it's very very difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I must admit, they are in um, one of those cats... 22 situations, but like the chap said who had his car, you know, and his aerial broken off and spray-painted, that they haven't now got the resources, have they, to deal with that sort of thing? Because years ago, you know, obviously back in the day, the Bobby would have been on the beat and he would have been out there to put that right. Bobby's on the beat, though, Nicholas, and this often gets raised. Does it really stop crime? I don't know if it does. Uh, no, I don't think they do, but what they are in, they're a very good deterrent, aren't they? The officer in the uniform does still so carry a bit of weight. I know he can't do a lot nowadays because he's no. got four utilities and Batman on their, uh, on, their, on their clothing with all the batons and everything else they carry. I don't think they're permitted to run after criminals now, are they? You know, in the days... I, I think... I, I th- yeah. Well, several things are popping up here. First of all, deterrent does mean... Stop crime. And secondly, uh, they, I think they are allowed to run after criminals, yes. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But yes. I think it's only certain certain length, isn't it, now? Because I know where that lady fell over, didn't she? She fell over around the back of um, 
It was a petrol station, wasn't it? And oh, the yeah. didn't go around there because it was slippery, wasn't it? There's so much where there's blame, there's a claim now. There's so much yes. that they can't do that yeah. they used to be able to do yes. at times. And, yeah, I, they I, are in a catch-22 situation, yeah. I, 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 do, I, I do think they're allowed to chase criminals. I would be surprised if they weren't yeah. allowed. But, That's yes, I, I like your description of that. that it is like they're wearing the, the bat utility belt, isn't it? Most certainly is, yeah. We need, <laughs> we need a Batman, don't we? We certainly do. We certainly do, Ian. Would yeah. you be up for it, Nicholas? If I could get you a suit, a rubber suit <laughs> and a mask and, you know, just a few weapons, low-level things, nothing too dangerous, would you be up for it, Nicholas? We oh, need yes. someone I'm like most, you. I most definitely would. Well, we certainly... It's web, you see. I do come across the odd bat, and, you know, in that sort of situation, yeah. Sorry? But it's... I think it's, as long as she can do exactly what she says, exactly what it says on the... T- on the tin, Ian, yes. it will be a good thing. Yes. What does I, it I quite? What does it say, Nicholas? Look on the situation, Nicholas. What yes. does it say on the tin? You've got the tin in yes. your hand. Look at it. Read it to me. That's it. It says, "I will do exactly as it says on the tin, what? and I will put my uh, all my resources to the best use possible." So it's, I think that's very good. It says that on the tin that it will do what it says on the tin. Tin, yes. We're, yeah. we're, we've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> Nicholas, lovely it to talk to you. Very good if we are, Ian. Yeah. No, nice that, to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. No, Nicholas, Pandora's box is a bad thing. We don't want to open that. It's for, what was in Pandora's box? It's full of shame and guilt, isn't it? And hatred, I think. And then there's one little fairy that flies out. He goes, "Who's, who's that?" Uh, I'm Hope. Well, there's only one of you. There's millions of the others. We're screwed. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. In one of the uh, proper newspapers that doesn't uh, peddle in filth, the Telegraph, well, it does a bit, uh, there's loads of women topless in parks in London, because it was a bit hot yesterday, uh, and we as a nation don't know how to handle it. These women stripped off. Now, when we say stripped off, she looks like Mel C. When we say stripped off, they're lying on their front with their bra straps undone, a bit, little bit of side boobage going on. A couple of them wearing very um, small pants as well. I don't think that's appropriate in Hyde Park. St Paul's... Outside St Paul's Cathedral, it's a house of God. God doesn't want to see side boobs. He can see them any time he wants. He's omnipresent and omnipotent. Uh, I don't know if it's been happening in the three counties. It probably has. Topless in town. Is it ever acceptable, men and women? No, I'll tell you what, it's not. These deviants should be locked up and thrown in prison and put on the sex offenders register, as far as I'm concerned. Seriously, I think it's awful. I don't want to see semi-nude people wandering about through town. You go into Lidl, and there are topless fat men in there wandering around with their massive knockers wobbling about. You go, into, you go into a park and there's a woman topless. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I think it's inappropriate. Topless people wandering around towns. You are disgusting. You are deviant. You are perverted. Stop it. You are uh, affecting the minds of not only our youth, but our adults. Our old people who fought in the war didn't fight, didn't go and fight old Jerry so that you'd have the rights to walk around Luton without your top on. It's awful. I don't want to see that. It makes me physically ill. Peter's in Lambeth. Peter, you agree with me, don't you? No, not at all. Oh, go on. Are you... no, I, I haven't got a problem with walking around with no shirt on in a town centre or anywhere else. Disgusting. You're, you're, one of the, you're one of them that does it, are you? Yep, I've done it very often over the years. Um, I'm getting on a bit now, but... Uh, Would you do it now, well, as, an, as an old man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, what, I still do it. What's your, what's your body like? Um, well... 
getting on a bit now. I am a, I've got a little bit of extra padding around the waist. So, what, what are you in your sixties? No, I'm just coming up for that. I'm fifty-eight. Okay, so you're, so you're an old, flabby, grey, droopy old man wandering Not around, the, wandering around town topless. What on earth makes you think that's acceptable? Well, why not? Because it's horrible. I don't want to see it. You're you're invading my eyes and my brain space. Don't look then. Don't don't look. Of course I've got to look, Peter. If I see that wobbling towards me, what what am I going to do? Just turn your eyes away. Forget about it. Quite simple. You know, I mean, I agree with what the person was saying earlier about um, women topless in parks and that, where there's kids about. I don't agree with that. No. Um, but, I find it acceptable on a beach, but... But what about, the, what, about the poor, what about the poor children who are going to be scarred by seeing you, Peter? Yeah, and they want to be scarred by seeing me. The thing I is... I don't agree with that, that way of thinking, you know. I mean, everyone's got the right to do what they want to do. Well, they haven't. They haven't, they, haven't, they haven't got the right to do what they want to do. There are laws and rules in place, and admittedly, it's not illegal to walk around topless, but morally, it's, uh, it, it's, it's inappropriate. The thing is, Peter, you don't have to look at you. So you're, you're not suffering. It's everybody in your immediate vicinity that's suffering. I'll have to look at me every morning when I have a shower. Yeah, but not, not, not when you're topless walking through the high street, you don't. No, but then there's people that have got worse body shapes than me that are old. I mean, it's accepted all across the continent, all across Europe. Old people, a lot older than I am, walking about topless. In, uh, in beaches, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get topless people walking around in Greece, for example. Oh, I don't know. I've never been to Greece. Oh, I've, I've, I've Spain, been to Greece. Not, not, not in, Spain, in they do. Not in the towns, they don't. By the, by the beaches, they do, but not in the towns. The Spanish people won't. Well, going to the beach and from the beach, they do. I've seen it myself. Well, 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 yes, the the beach, that's the key word, Peter. How how close are you to the nearest beach? Nearest one to me is about 50 miles away. So you're nowhere near the beach. You're not going, if you're, go, you know, if you're near the beach, if you're at those shops that sell the, the, the lilos and the buckets and the, the fishing nets, then yes. But you're 50 miles away from a beach, Peter. Have some respect. Oh, as I say, everyone's entitled to do as they see um, fit to do. You know, I mean, I, I'm comfortable walking around with no shirt on. If other people are offended by it, then as I say, all they've got to do is turn their eyes Suppose away. they walked around with no pants on. That's totally different. But, but you know, Peter, as you That's just said, totally everybody, everybody's got the right to do what they want to do. I want to walk around with no pants on. I'm comfortable with it. Well, if, you're, if you feel that way, then... Feel free to do so, but that is against the law. Okay, Peter, thank you very much indeed. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Broken Britain, there you go. Does anybody agree with Peter? Do you think, were you listening to that thinking I was a little bit harsh? Anybody agree with Peter there? I think it's disgusting. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Independent, your hell is just beginning. Ariel Castro hears from his victims. This is one of the gentlemen that locked those three women uh, in the basement of his house. Uh, and, b- boy, as the details come out, doesn't that story sound even more horrific than it did? They were locked in his house for 11 years. He'd make them wear a motorcycle helmet before he raped them. He's been sentenced to life prison. And a thousand years. Life imprisonment and a thousand years. Yeah, we're going to sentence you to life imprisonment. Oh, no. And a thousand years. Oh, man! That is the scene from Stir Crazy. Oh. 
The new stop and search spot checks at stations in hunt for illegal immigrants. Home office officials have conducted a series of racist and intimidatory spot checks to search for illegal immigrants in the wake of the government's go-home or face-arrest campaign. Also, there's a load of new peers, OK, have been announced, including the, the bloke from Ministry of Sound, the, the, the dance club awful music compilation man. Really? Blimey! What has he done? The Guardian, inside GCHQ. How the US pays Britain's spy agency £100 million for a very special relationship. Oh dear. The Times, uh, Anna, is that Anna Friel? Well, well, well. She's got a, a, a silly fascinator on her head. Um, banks take £18 billion. Oh, boring. Let's have a look at the mail, shall we? The mail, the paragon of the, all that is right and virtuous in uh, our publishing. Never has anything inappropriate or vaguely sexual. Turn to page three, I can see a bit of a woman's backside! The Mail is, is one of these papers that, that, that hates filth, it hates pornography, it hates sexism within the BBC, it hates the BBC, but... Page three, I can see the top of a woman's backside! One of the most... Ex- if you, you want to see some mucky stuff, OK, but you want to dress it up as being legitimate research, go to the Daily Mail website. It is filth. Seriously. Uh, the front page of the uh, mail is a picture of that lady who probably isn't, I'm going to say it now, is not pregnant by Simon Cowell. Oh, he's got a new series of X Factor starting soon and he's got a lady pregnant and he hasn't. Murdering stepfather was jailed in Britain three times. The Express, there's Simon Cowell baby shock. Mystery of stars say silent over claims he's to be a dad because he's not a dad because he's got a new TV series starting soon. He's not, he's not got her pregnant. I will bet you now, Catherine Boyle, I bet you now he has not got her pregnant. I'm not joining in the bet. Why? I believe that you're right. Oh, but so do you want to bet a fiver? So we'll both bet someone else. Bet me? I, no, because no, I could lose and I don't believe it. Will you believe it? All right. Five pounds? Okay. Sweet. Uh, house prices to rise by £33,000. Oh, and the sun. New baby bombshell, Simon Cruel. Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't work. His name's Simon Cowell. Simon Cruel. Am I missing something? Simon Gruel? Simon Fuel? What is that? Simon Cruel. His name is Cow. Simon Crowell. Simon, um... Simon Callus. If it was, if it was Simon Callow, it could be Simon Callus. Simon Growl. Simon Growler. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> Simon Cowell has been named in divorce papers after getting a pal's wife pregnant. He's not got her pregnant, and Catherine Boyle's going to give me five pounds this afternoon. Even to though pre- I don't think he's got her pregnant. Exactly, yet. thank you. Just, How did that happen? Why are you talking? You shut my mic, then. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Calm down, you lot, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> I steady on. Listen, Irene, you're yes. here. Yes. You were, were the very excitable young lady. Yes. Uh, sorry. You were the very excitable lady mm-hmm. who phoned in to. <laughs> oh! She she didn't notice it, so don't <laughs> don't. She didn't notice it, so don't bring it to her attention. She can find out when she's not in the same studio as me. (laughs) (laughs) You you went round Luton with uh, Justin Dealey singing uh, singing the praises of the the new baby Prince George. Uh, Yeah, our godson. Yes, Yes. and and well done you, and you did it, and it was it was lovely to hear people celebrating Mm -hmm. and and bringing a bit of joy to Luton when there's so much misery and the nasty things going on. What? 
What are you saying? And nothing, nothing. Wondering if the mic's on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Cameras, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't hear myself. <laughs> oh, oh, is that how you do it? Yeah. <laughs> we're not just. We're, I've not got you in because I wanted to have a chat while we put while we did the news. Oh, I was going to wonder where the cup of tea was. <laughs> Cheeky. There is there is no tea here. But we, yes, we are. We're on the radio. There are no cameras because it's radio. Is okay. That, is that all right? Yeah, that's all right. You've done yourself up special and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not you, but the rest of the girls. Yeah, I know. Ah! <laughs> oh, thank you. Second insult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Irene, yes. you, you came in, and yeah. first thing you said was, I want to work with you. Yes. You were a little bit confrontational. What's the yes. problem between you? There's a tension between us, partly yes. sexual, but there's also something else. Yes. What's the problem? You're telling me I don't know so, um, the words to songs. Okay. You know, I'm having problems with words to songs, yeah. but I'm only singing it the way I hear it. So you're singing... <laughs> You were singing Royal Britannia, <laughs> Britannia Rules the Ways. Yeah. That's wrong. That, do you know that's wrong on two levels? Yes. But th- now I know that now, but when I heard it, it was Rule Britannia, Britannia, <laughs> Britannia Rules the Waves. It is because Waves. The, it is Waves. Oh, it is Waves. Oh, Waves. Okay. Um, you, rule the Way. No. Waves. waves. Oh, poor thing. Oh, I know. She's getting on in age. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to walk out in it. Don't. We love you. We love yeah. you. You're a good sporter. We love you. Now, yeah. listen. Mm. You, your voice was excellent. Do you, do you do much singing professionally? Do you go yeah, and do it professionally? Um, yeah, only when I'm hoovering the house, I sing. You should go and do it on stage oh, and stuff. Oh, come on. Do you, you want them to boo me off? You've got a cracking voice. Cracking is right. Oh, no. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't me. Oh, that's a load of belts. <laughs> so, listen, you've got... These are your sisters. So, so who are you all? Um, we uh, have voices with soul. Right, OK. And yeah. you've, you've been on The X Factor. You're, like, proper famous. Well, uh, yeah. Why yeah. is... Okay. And Big Brother. <laughs> why is... a uh, Big Brother. <laughs> why is Irene not part of Voices with Soul? She's she the cook. <laughs> Come here. I have to bring you some dinner Come here. Come here, one day. Listen, you're getting a tough time. I oh, love you. Come yeah. here, darling. Oh. She's better off in the oh. kitchen. Oh. You should see Jenny. what's going on in this love, studio. Love the aftershave. <laughs> oh, Lisa's got it on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want a cup of tea? Um, no, no. No, we had no, no. Do you want a cup of tea, Irene? <laughs> yes, I do, yeah. Bring in a cup of tea for Irene, please. Uh, We're not doing anything till we get a cup of tea. Yeah, no sugar, no milk. Oh, f- oh look at this. Look at this. Oh, thank you. Oh, there we go. Thank you. All right. Oh, is, that, is that not all right? What's wrong? No, milk. Another cup of tea without milk for Irene, please. That's like how I sing the song. Yeah, another cup of yeah. tea. Another cup of tea. We'll get you one, don't worry. I mean, she's not got more important things to do. Flipping heck. Right, now, are you going to sing a song for us? What do you want us to sing, Ian? Oh. oh, Ian, you know you were talking about the vest and the men go naked and all that. Top, topless, yes. Topless. Topless naked, men. Irene. I mean, sorry. Come on. <laughs> yeah, topless, topless. I think they, you know, because some men walk topless and with their T-shirts in their hand like handbags. Yes. You yeah, know what I mean? I yeah. think they should wear vests. You yeah. know, them lovely colour vests that they got. You don't get vests that. anymore, do you? Yeah, man. Yes, you, you do, do you in the market. Yeah, you yeah, get them crochet oh. vests and all that. Well, like a, that. You don't want a string vest. <laughs> yes! Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. no, you don't want a... You don't yeah, that's yeah. nice. A string vest, string vest and, and, a, and a handkerchief with knots. 
and sandals with socks. That's what's missing. The, the knotted handkerchief hat. Yeah. That's yeah. what we need to bring back. Yeah. That was big in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Summertime, you know. Will yeah. you please sing us a flipping song? <laughs> oh, okay. What song? What song, song are you in? What, I don't know what you know. We are we family. Know, I, we know songs. Bridge. She doesn't. Irene, what song would you like to sing? We are dear? family. Okay, but yeah, let, let's, let's have that. I won't start it off because... Okay, I, now listen. What we're gonna, uh, ladies, I'm going to need you to move around here a little bit wow. if you're going to join it because that microphone is not particularly working. I might need you to... I, I suspect I suspect you've got quite loud voices, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, very loud. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do to make this half decent. But ladies, away you go. We are family I got all my sisters with me Oh, fantastic! <laughs> that was brilliant! That was brilliant! Oh, I love it! Yeah. I didn't know a word to... <laughs> <laughs> It's true, it's true. She didn't know no. a word to it. I was miming. <laughs> oh, I love it. Can, can you, we've got, we got two minutes. Can you squeeze another t- t- two-minute song in? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are you going to do for us now? Do you want us bridge? Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's have that. Away you go. When you're weary Feeling small when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. Listen, Irene, I'm off for two weeks soon. Do you want to do my job for a couple of weeks? I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going with my wife. It oh, might that's be all right. Yeah. You have to tell her everything. Anyway. <laughs> It voices with soul. It's so nice to see you. Thank you thank so you, much, Irene. You. It's so thank lovely you. to meet and you. And thank you, Luton. I love you, Luton. And we love you. You're such a good sport. It's lovely to see you, my dear. Right, let's get... Oh, what did you want to say? I wanted to say hello to Mrs Vaughan. Love you, Mrs Vaughan. And, you, we're, we're, and, and mummy. mummy. Oh, for goodness. And everybody. And Deirdre. No, no, This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. That was the Ian Lee podcast. Thank you so much for downloading it. If you want to get in touch, you can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E. You can listen to the show every weekday morning, either on the radio or on a computer or probably on your mobile phone these days, I don't know. If you missed any of the shows and want to dive into the full episodes, then go to BBC iPlayer and have a look for me. That's it. That's your lot. Go away. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 